Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything, find it on the Nuance Now podcast. Presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Well, we interrupt uh, this regularly scheduled programming for this. Uh, Welcome in, uh, or welcome back, rather. It's Rivalry Week, it's State Championship Week. That's all we've been talking about all week. But of course, uh, Carolyn needs some. What, what do we call it? Mic time? It's not FaceTime. It's like airtime. Air I need to let it out. I need to get all of my uh, <laughs> opinions out there into the world. Uh, who's playing for the state championships this week? You have not one clue. What are you talking about? State for what? High school football, state championships, all five classifications are this weekend. I don't know. Not one clue. No. Amazing. How would I know that? If Big Sky was in it, would you know? I doubt it. Really? Yeah. Ben or Nick maybe, wouldn't tell you. Maybe because there'd be a game to go to. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, how about how about the Grizz? Who do they play on Saturday? The Bobcats. Hey, at least you know that. Sheesh, I do know a couple things. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, I'm planning my whole set. So, Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, always falls on my son's birthday weekend. Mm. So, when's his birthday today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happy birthday. Which one? Nick. Hi, happy birthday, Nick. He turns fourteen, and every year. So when we first moved here, we. I, his birthday party is like first or second birthday party was on Cat Grizz and I, I didn't know. So no one could come. And I was like, no one's coming to this child's birthday because of a football game. I'm still bitter about it. Obviously oh, we had to move his little party to Sunday this year. Cause no one would have been able to come. Uh, well, happy birthday, Nick. And uh, what do you think about the game? You have any thoughts on the game? You're not going to the game. No. <laughs> Why would I go to the game? Here's my thoughts on the game. I'm going to go get all my grocery shopping done during uh, the game. Because everybody else will be watching the game, so yeah. nobody will be doing anything but either watching or drinking or both. Well, the only the thing that actually bugs me the most is that we're trying to take Nick out for his birthday dinner mm. on Saturday night, mm. and it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, maybe. Can you go late? Late dinner? You're not a late dinner person. No, I need to be in my pajamas by 7. <laughs> <laughs> gonna we're going to try and sometimes go. Sometimes these noon games is like... The late dinner works out because everybody right. runs Everyone's out of steam done. by seven. I've, so if the game's at noon, it'll be over by three. Yeah, three, three thirty probably. So we, we're going to head to Kobe like at five. Okay, and hope for the best. I think Kobe's a good shot. I think that's okay. Yeah, there's not going to be a huge crowd of people that are coming from the game there, and there's not going to be a bunch of people there watching it either. This is going to be like their normal Saturday. Saturday. I don't know though because so many people will be in town. So it's yeah, like they got to go to eat somewhere. That's true. It's Chick- a whole thing. Chicken Dozen Dozen Sports uh, presented in part uh, by Buff City Soap. The soap was a hit. They gave us a bunch of soap yes. for the uh, the shower last weekend, and everybody seemed to really enjoy it. And uh, I'm loving my 
shower oil and good uh, your lotions have you been doing my, the lotion my, the lotions i my, love the lotion my ferocious beasts yes the the bar of soap you got me that's the hilarious name i know it's the best so this week it's the 30 dollar holiday candle bundle so you get a double wick candle a bar of soap and either a bath bomb or a shower fizzy for 30 dollars wow it's a great deal a great deal um they're in the northgate plaza Follow them on Instagram. Get on their membership rewards deal because you get texts with great offers. And sometimes you, you'll save money the more you spend there, obviously, then you earn points. Mm-hmm. So Buff City Soap is the place to be, people. Great for your holiday shopping. Uh, all right, what do you got this week? It's a smaller list. I know. You you gave me a time limit. Well, uh, you know, it's there's okay. stuff going down. There's bigger things in if, the world. If than you played in the NFL, I'd give you more airtime. Okay, noted. I don't <laughs> play in the NFL. I um, what is the CFL? Uh, one of our upcoming guests, Travis Lule. He didn't. Eh, he played in the NFL and the CFL. So well, I like the CFL. Yeah, because you're Canadian. Yeah, Terrence and Phillip. Maybe that's what I'm gonna start calling you. Just call me. Which one am I? Ike. <laughs> All right. At least I'm not Timmy. Ike is the best character in television history. All right, Draymond Green. <laughs> Did I say his name wrong? Yeah, you got it. I'm just laughing because Draymond did something that everybody wants to do. Choke Rudy someone? Go Bear. Go Bear? Yes. Why does everyone want to choke him? Oh, man. How do you explain this without being rude? Just say it. It's me and your closest friends. Well, I don't want to say something offensive. Hmm. Sometimes French people are really annoying. Ah, oui, oui, oui. Oh, so he's a French snob. He's French. He's a Frenchman. Okay. He's an incredible whiner. Like, incredible. Incredible. He is like the top of the heap whiner. So you're saying he deserved to be choked out in the middle of a basketball game? I don't know if anybody deserves to be choked out, especially not by somebody of Draymond Green's size and ferocity, because Draymond Green is a very scary person. He's very, very mad. And yeah, what's wrong with him? Well, he's from Flint, Michigan, so that's part of it. So he's just he's from. Got, uh, he just grew up hard, and he's also just kind of unhinged. Well, he got a five-game ban, but that's I it. just, I, yeah, I want to take you. Man, down. I would love to know real opinions from players around the league. Would you take a five-game suspension if you could just have a free reign on Rudy Gobert? I bet you so really? many of them would be like, "Yep." Here's the thing: Draymond's a polarizing player. A lot of people don't like Draymond. A lot of people love Draymond. Rudy Gobert is not a polarizing player. Everybody hates Rudy Gobert. Oh, wow. Okay. Rudy Gobert also has received a lot of vitriol for for better or worse because he was very, 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 um, how do you say? When the, when the coronavirus first broke out and the pandemic and stuff, mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert like mocked it and was like, Make, putting germs all over the mic and be like, oh, is this going to spread the dude? Oh, really? And then, and then like, he was, and so then he, immature. And then he was the first one to get that tested positive. It was like the entry point of the entire spread of it throughout the NBA, and then all of a sudden everybody's playing in a bubble because this guy is being such an inconsiderate. They were going to play in a bubble anyway. I know, and it's hard, you can't blame a pandemic and germs spreading on one person. But, just but like the, the, the yeah. optics of it were just right, so right, right, bad. Right. And then the fact that he's like this really uh, arrogant and whiny French guy, it, it, all of the things. Do you think he's going to sue Draymond Green? Oh, man. All right, but... It'd well, be fun to have a rematch. Like, get him on a ring. So, I want to take you through some of uh, Draymond Green's greatest hits. <laughs> he's um, got a lot of them. He kicked 
Steve. God, why can't I read my own handwriting? I don't know. He kicked someone from Oklahoma City in the, uh, you know where. Steven Adams. Yeah, that guy. I got suspended. Yes. And that's when LeBron James and the Cavs came back from down 3-1 because Draymond got thrown out of the series, was out for two games. He also allegedly kicked LeBron in the crotch. And there was no allegedly about it. He definitely did. Okay. Um, he Informed, stomped on Sabon- Sabonis' chest, absolutely, and he sucker punched his own teammate, Jordan Poole. Knocked Jordan Poole out last year. And, the and then ESPN last night, MTF. he um, puts Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Yes. And you're still okay with this, just because it's Ruby. Now, what if he had done that to... Um, Name another player. I don't know. What if he had done it to James Harden? Well, you, you, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> you know how... Dennis Rodman is so full of antics. Yeah. And in some ways it's like over the top and unsportsmanlike, mm-hmm. but you still take him because that's just what he is. Mm-hmm. Like he, his ability to annoy people and stuff. Yeah, but did he hurt people? Dennis Rodman used to pick on guys a lot bigger than him. So, I mean... I'm just saying he, he, had, he, he had the infamous rivalry with Carl Malone. You can't really hurt Carl Malone because he's Carl Malone is like well, a Carl Malone's mountain. dead to me. So yeah, I know. What'd you, what'd you do with that card? I gave I got you? it. It's, <laughs> top, it's in a good. It's in a safe space. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it used to be worth money. It's probably worth no money now that all this it stuff might be about worth Carl money Malone because of this because people are crazy. But uh, I don't know what to say about Draymond. Draymond is what he is. His greatest strengths are his greatest weaknesses. Like you can't really reel him in because the only. I mean, he's. The whole reason he's an NBA Hall of Famer is because he's sort of crazy. He's just like Rodman, except for he's more skilled. I don't but. remember Rodman sucker punching Michael Jordan or... No, that's because Jordan was the one doing the punching. Oh, okay. I mean, he- you got to read the Jordan rules. Like, Michael Jordan knocked Steve Kerr out at practice one day. Imagine punching Steve Kerr. Nice little Steve Kerr. I know. I love Steve Kerr. Yeah, Jordan was, like, going crazy all the time behind closed doors. That's why Phil Jackson's the Zen master, because he kept it all... Mm. Kept it all in the wraps. Good PR. Yeah, I don't know when w- the, the 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 Stephen Adams thing, the the LeBron James thing, and the Sabonis thing were all cheap shots. Mm-hmm. Son called for. You can't do that. Yeah. Jordan Poole is uh, widely regarded as one of the worst teammates in the NBA, and I think he needed his. Clock he needed cleaned. a. He needed a. I don't know if he necessarily should punch him, but. He needed Scared a him wake-up intimidating call. Him, yeah. Okay, well, uh, choking out Rudy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I land on this. When does this? I behavior- think the world needs more fighting. Oh my! What? When does this become though an issue where he's not going to be welcome to play on a team? Does this ever become an issue? Like, yeah, if he hey, sucks, but he doesn't suck. So as long <laughs> as he's good, he can punch faces. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if he could make it with another team. Is the thing. Steve Kerr is like his Phil Jackson. Yeah. Like Rodman was this journeyman, could never really find his way, played for all these different teams, but then he got to Chicago and then Phil Jackson made him have some sort of like buffers and that's Draymond Green and Steve Kerr. Okay. Well, I think he should get into some anger management. That's probably right. I think we need to see what the, you know, where this anger is coming from (laughs) and um, maybe we can get him some help because he clearly needs, maybe he should get into boxing. Like yeah, maybe. Maybe take it out on the bag. Yeah, maybe. Not on, you know, humans. Jacob does no sports here uh, during the state championship week, this rivalry week, talking about none of those things. No. But, but this is actually a good update on the, because we have completely ignored the wider world of sports outside of the state of Montana <laughs> this week. So this is uh, a good update. It's presented uh, in part by Aspen Sound. I've been using my automatic car starter. It's been uh, pretty sweet. They got Black Friday stuff coming up. Is they have that a Black right? Friday sale this week. Normal hours. 
don't you don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to go save on your car starters or your car stereo or your window tinting. Just go in there. They've got all sorts of deals going. Um, so definitely go check them out. Black Friday um, or anytime. Well, that, that's the thing is uh, I know some people don't like the Black Friday thing, but if you're going to get something like a remote start or a window tint or a stereo, all those things are high ticket items. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's an investment, but it's, it, you know, all of those things are going to improve your uh, your driving experience, but you might as well do it while it's on a great sale. Exactly. Which I got Aspen Sound uh, next. Is it all week long or is it just next just Friday? Just next Friday. So I mean, that, yeah. I don't know what this specific deal is. Just go to I Aspen Sound and ask deals. them. <laughs> call them because to do the window tinting and the starters, you got to get on the list. They are pretty busy. So uh, give them a call there. But Aspen Sound uh, located on Broadway here. Uh, in Missoula. All right, what else you got? Well, since we're talking about violence, let's yeah. just talk about Adam Johnson, the, ho- the hockey player who died mm. because his throat was slashed by a skate yeah, on another a horrific person. Highlight. I hated this. It's horrible. But the person who, who kicked him in the neck, his name is Matt Petgrave. He was arrested for suspicion of manslaughter. Whoa. So I've seen the video... I don't know much about hockey. I don't know. I know that these guys get aggressive. This particular player is known as a dirty player. He's, I think, the most, um, he's had the most penalties in the league or something like that. And he takes pride in that. I don't think he tried to kill somebody on the ice. I, I think it was a horrible, horrible accident, but I don't even think he tried to kick him. But I, you, the video shows it, but you can't really tell unless you were really right there. Yeah. But he's been arrested. Wow. What do you, th- what do you think of that? Man, I don't know. It's, like, what if Draymond be, Green accidentally a, killed Rudy Gobert? Yeah. Gobert. Yeah. And he accidentally held chokeholded him too long. Man. Like, would he be arrested? Man, I don't know. I mean, I don't yes, know. I don't, that's I, an aggressive act. This I guess, is a, but. a ugly situation because, regardless of if that guy's a dirty player getting penalized a bunch, I guarantee you he did not mean to end the other guy's life. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be wild to see how that case plays out. Now it's also in England, so it's a whole different ball game there. Mm. They're gonna have to, it's a different, you know, everything's different there. So, um, I'm bringing it up just because I think it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. It's, um, it's horrible. If this guy did intentionally kick this the Adam Johnson, but then obviously accidentally killed him, I mean, all of it, this, I, I don't even know, I feel bad for everybody involved. Yeah, totally. It's so sad. Yeah, so sad. The only good that can come of it is that now a lot of these leagues are requiring these neck guards. Yeah, that's good. So hockey's a pretty dangerous sport. So. Oh, it's certainly a dangerous yeah. sport. So, okay, make me laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll make you laugh. Jim Harbo? Harbo? Jim Harbaugh. Yes, Jim Harbaugh. From University of Michigan. Yes. Okay, so we remember Connor Stallions who who went and spied on all these this football has gotten, games. This has gotten so, so out of control that there is now an FBI and a CIA investigation about this. Why would the CIA be involved? Because this, because Connor, maybe it's just the FBI. Yeah. Regardless, the some sort of federal investigation. A federal investigation. Now, Jim. Because claims- this is like there's like a hardcore conspiracy about this. I mean, I guess that the world. There's some people that say we're only scratching the surface. Like this guy might have been doing all sorts of weird illegal surveillance all over the country for all sorts of different. What reasons. if he's actually an FBI agent? 
they should do something, concentrate on something more than Michigan football. <laughs> I know. Okay, so Jim, the, the head coach, yes. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say it. Harbaugh. He's the most famous coach in all of football. No idea what his name is. He got a three-game suspension. Over this. Yes, he did. He's allowed to coach during the week, but he's not allowed to be on the sidelines. But he had nothing to do with it. He said there was no indication that he was involved. Right. Why are they suspending him? Because they need to make a point and because everybody hates Michigan. Okay. Michigan is the most hated entity in all of college sports. Why? For the same reason that the New York Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys are hated. They hate you because they hate you. Okay. I mean, Michigan has the biggest stadium, the most money. They also talk about how cool they are all the time, you know. Like, you got to be a Michigan man to be able to coach at Michigan. And, like, great. it's I like the greatest it. education in the history of mankind. And also, we got the greatest football team ever, even though we actually haven't won a national championship since 1997. It's They're, they're pathetic. I love them. How dare you? <laughs> yes, Michigan. <laughs> if you were around it, you would understand. I Michigan grew up in people Chicago. are so annoying. I Here's know. Here's I grew up in Chicago. It was like, that is where everyone wanted to go. Everyone. That was Michigan. And you're, you're a 90s gal. Yeah. Sure am. One of the first, it used to be that like having bandwagon fans from outside of a region really wasn't possible because you could only really follow the teams from your region. Mm -hmm. So like the first teams that sort of got a whole bunch of fans that had nothing to do with them were like the Yankees because they won so much all through the you know 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. The Cowboys because they were like the team of the you know 60s, 70s, the Raiders. But Michigan is that for college sports. And it was accelerated so much in the 90s because they had the Fab Five, which took college basketball by storm. They were so good in football. Tom Brady and Charles Woodson and all these guys, they won the national championship in 1997. So all of a sudden, like when I was growing up in Missoula, Montana, I would say half of the kids that I knew that knew anything about college sports were rocking Michigan gear because that was what was cool. Hmm. But it's like this total bandwagon cult thing. And so it's just been like overblown. Michigan is just so annoying. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you would like Michigan. I like Michigan because I like Michigan, the state. It's beautiful. And I <laughs> I've grew never up. Been there. I also, so Notre Dame was also a big deal. Like people would have the Fighting Irish tattoo on their bodies. Yeah, Notre Dame's another one that's like that, that's annoying like that. I don't find anything annoying about any of it. I think it's, I like all of them. And I don't understand hating a team except the Green Bay Packers. I don't understand. I'm just kidding. I don't even care. But although yesterday was like show your favorite team day and I, and Nick didn't have anything. And I said, I have a Chicago Bears t-shirt. Do you want to wear it? And he was like, ew, gross. I'll wear I only wear Packers. And I was he like. He likes the Packers. Oh, he loves the Packers. What does he think about them just completely sucking? He doesn't know anything about them. He just likes them. Okay. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, okay. So this whole thing is just, it's just a whole facade. Because suspending Jim Harbaugh to not be able to coach in games is like saying, okay, I'm going to take your 75-hour-a-week job, and you're going to work 72 hours. You just don't get to go to the three hours where you're playing in the game. Right. It doesn't make They're sense They're going to be me. fully prepared. Jim Harbaugh's not a play caller. A lot of coaches are play callers. He doesn't call any plays. He's just Jim Harbaugh. So he, they're just doing it to make a point? They're doing it to make a point. They're doing it to punish Michigan. They're doing it to make to make Michigan feel like they're not bigger than than the rules, which that's been Michigan's M.O. for but that's all not, time. But it's not their fault that this ding-dong went out and did this on his own. Yeah, but he, the fact that he's directly associated with it and the fact... So the reason this is so controversial from the Michigan side of things, I, I do not like Michigan, but I actually think Michigan's getting a completely raw deal here because there's been no due process in this whatsoever. They're just like, yep, 
we're just going to hammer Michigan because we know this guy is part of this Michigan conspiracy. And, you know, everybody wants to hurt Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Jim Harbaugh is like the evil emperor. Hmm. Everybody wants Jim Harbaugh gone. That's not nice. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh (laughs) has, um, he has manipulated, let's say, the rules Mm -hmm. as much as anybody. Harbaugh is also like a royal beep, beep, beep. Like he is not nice. Oh, he is. He is. Well, first of all, he's kind of like, I don't know what to, how to describe it. He has no social tact whatsoever. He's incredibly strange and also like incredibly aggressive and incredibly cocky. How long has he been the coach there? Man, good question. A while. Okay. Uh, So he has gone... He's he's one of the only coaches that's successfully gone back and forth between college and the NFL, and he's always teasing these oh. to go back to the NFL. He w- he's the guy who invented Colin Kaepernick, basically. Okay. When Colin Kaepernick burst out for the 49ers, Jim Harbaugh was his coach. Okay. Then when the Kaepernick thing fell apart, Harbaugh got out of the NFL, went back to Michigan because that's where he went to school. But, I mean, Harbaugh is... I mean, he's making like $13 million a year. Like this guy, he... he I just don't think he needs to be punished for something I, he didn't... I agree. This is just a placating way of punishing right. Michigan, though, because Harbaugh, they're still going to just keep on rolling. Right. Totally. I just think this this Connor Stallions... I mean, I'm curious what his punishment's going to be and what's going to end up happening well, with him. Well, he's really but, committing like illegal espionage. He's going to go to federal prison. That's wild. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, get a life, dude. That's what I mean. Like... <laughs> That this is what you like. If you're gonna go to prison, go for something good, like embezzling millions. <laughs> Top three reasons to go to prison: go embezzling millions, yeah. tax evasion. <laughs> um, you're else? done. You can't say anything okay. else. You're gonna incriminate yourself. I'm not. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I am a good person. I don't do any of those That's things. That's actually true. You I'm won't saying, even day drink. You're right. I will not day drink. <laughs> I will, I'm just saying if you're going to go to prison, like, hey, I'm going to live it up in a billion dollar house until I have to go to prison. Okay. Well. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I have a Bentley. There you go. Uh, Please don't investigate me. There's nothing there. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know your last name because you're just Carol and she doesn't know sports. That's right. Uh, Anything else? No. Can I just tell you something really quick? Uh, Sure. Your mom um, told me that. Great. Our show is so good. Oh, yeah. She loves it. That we should be on a national platform. Well, that's great. Like, so, thanks, Mom. I know. So She listens to the radio pretty much all day, every day. So she would know. Yeah. So I, I will say this. Uh, I know that a lot of people love this segment, and it's a great segment. And I love having you on the show. We also are far superior to so much of the stuff that's on national radio, and it's not because we're so good. It's because it is so bad. Oh, Wow, that's not the direction I, I was I, expecting. I, I can't say the the specifics of what, but there is a lot of stuff on a lot of talk radio stations that is just tinfoil hat. Yes, well, um, Missoula. By the way, you called me out about my conspiracy the theories. Now everybody's texting in asking me what <laughs> conspiracy theories I believe. Did we? Did you like my ABCs conspiracy ABCs theory? Yes. So I had A is for. Adrenochrome, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. B is for Bigfoot. Oh, man. See, we had, we, I, we're going to write a conspiracy theory baby book. <laughs> great. It's going to be great. Wait. We're going to make millions. Millions. Uh, well, T is for tinfoil hat. Thanks, Mom. And uh, also thanks to Aspen Sound. Thanks to the Hype House and Hot House Yoga. And uh, Buff thanks City to Soap. Buff City Soap. Have a great y- weekend. You got to pick You got to pick for the, the rivalry game? Grizz? Cats? Oh, 
Grizz. I mean, you, you don't know anything by anything, so you no. should just say the Grizz. You live in Missoula. You've never lived in Bozeman. Have you ever even been to Montana State? No, but no, we're okay, going to... Okay, so you're fine. Yeah, just but my son's That's probably fine. going there, so... Well, there you go. Then when he, you have a kid there, then you can right. maybe have some... Right now, it's the Grizz. If if Ben goes there, then it's the Cat. If I told you about Montana State's quarterback, I think you might be a Bobcat person. Why? Because he's just a cute little guy from Butte, Montana. I shouldn't say little guy, but he's jacked as all heck, but uh, he's... He's just got baby face, and he's Aww. just the nicest little guy. He's like a 4.0 student, and he's always volunteering with the old people in the community. And okay, well, I love him then. Yeah, he's he's pretty great. Our boss, even though she's a fierce, fierce Grizz fan and University of Montana alum, she can't get over it. She loves Tommy. She loves Tommy a lot. She's always texting me, touchdown, Tommy's so good. I wish he played Aww, for the Grizz. cute. Yep. Well, I like a, a good person behind the being a good player. So, That's right. you know, if you can be a good person and a good player, then you got my vote. All these guys are great people, so that's the thing. I've been saying this PSA all week. I'm going to say it one more time. It's all good to root for your team. It's all good to root for the other, root against the other team. Keep it clean. Don't go crazy on the kids. Like we've had stories from guys telling, talking about the game from over the years, and, and you know it's funny in retrospect, but like kids getting batteries thrown at them Agreed. and getting drinks poured on them and stuff. Come on. If I stop find it. out any of you did that, <laughs> I will personally come and yell at you. I because these are kids. These are people's children and they're That's just right. playing a sport. It's just a so game. Chill it's out. just a bunch of 20-year-old guys playing some games. Here's exactly. what I'd like to see. I'd like someone to yell, nice try, when someone you know nice fumbles. Try. Hey, you gave it the old college <laughs> try. Good job. That's what I'd like to see. Okay? I need, uh, I need some more research from you on Jim Harbaugh before next time. You Maybe. just need you just need to look up and watch him talk, and okay. then you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, he is a he is a strange person. <laughs> okay, well we might not have next week because it's Thanksgiving. No, but that's right. The week after. All right, check those those sports here on ESPN Radio. Thanks Bye. for being here, Carol. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Well, our rivalry week coverage continues. Our Brawl of the Wild by the Miles series this year, presented by Town Pump. All year long, we've been using it as first looks for the opponents for both Montana State and Montana. But if you hadn't heard, they play each other this week. So instead, we've been filling up the, all the slots with a whole bunch of former players from both sides of the rivalry, including 
The man who joins us now, Travis Lule, one of the great quarterbacks in Montana State and Big Sky Conference history, and the man that was the quarterback when the Bobcats snapped the streak back in 2002 when at MSU came into Missoula and won 10-7. to Travis, good to hear from you, man. We haven't talked in a little while. How you doing? Thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here, Coulter, and uh, you can feel the Cat Grizz buzz all the way out here in Oregon, so good to be talking to you. That means Cat Grizz is close. <clears throat> Well, you're out there in Oregon. You're just telling me off air that you got some some uh, basketball. You got to attend to. You got a daughter, fifth grader, tra- playing on a travel team. Your brother, uh, who also played at Montana State, he's got another. He's got a fifth grade daughter too. So how you guys going to navigate this? He's coaching, so he's not even going to be. You'll be able to watch the ESPN Plus from the stands at least a little bit. How you guys going to keep each other updated while you're watching your daughters? Oh yeah, no, don't don't worry. We'll be dialed in here, and we got we got our little kiddos train too so between the two of us my brother and i we have seven girls and oh my all goodness of them, yeah all of them think they're little bobcats so <laughs> you know my brother married a montana state track athlete in the former autumn dimitrovich of anaconda montana she's autumn lule so we will be uh, dialed wearing blue and gold at our uh, girls basketball game in a gym here in oregon this weekend well, that's so awesome. I love uh, that you're so uh, into it. Uh, just give people the update just in general on you. I, I know that uh, the last time you attacked it, you had sort of moved out of the, the football world for the first time in a long time. Now you've been doing that for a couple of years now. So, I mean, how's it been sort of adjusting to, to life in, in the normal world instead of living in the football world? <laughs> yeah, life after football. Well, I'll tell you this. Culture so far so good. Thanks for asking them. A little over three and a half years since my wife and I moved back to Oregon and we're raising our family here in the area close by where we grew up. I joined the family firm. We have a financial planning wealth management firm that my father founded in the 80s and my brother and I are uh, operating into the next generation here. So, so far so good. Yeah, we, we do. We obviously, we, we, and we check in. We are still very much Bobcat people. So, you know, all these little, little gyms on Saturdays, um, there's everybody around us always knows how the Bobcats are doing. So it's been fun last few years too. Obviously, uh, programs been in a healthy spot and winning more often than not. Um, so, uh, it's, it's just a cool, cool place, cool stage of life, and and now the kids are old enough to they're starting to kind of get it. You know, they're playing sports of their own, and they're like, oh, they want their teams to win, right? And so, we got one of their teams uh, being the Montana State Bobcats. So it's uh, we're in a good spot, and we're excited for this weekend's game. Jeremy Lulie joining us here on Duane is now ESPN Radio, former Bobcat quarterback. The most fascinating part about the history of this rivalry to me, especially in the Big Sky Conference era, which is now in its, its 60th anniversary this year, is the way that it's ebbed and flowed with periods of dominance on each side. The Jim Sweeney Bobcats in the 60s and the Sonny Holland Bobcats in the 70s, they dominated this thing. But then, you know, the pendulum swings the other way. And then, you know, there's the, the Montana dominates, especially through the 80s and 90s, all the way up until 2002. But over the last 20, it's been dead even. And you and your group were the ones that sort of helped pull the pendulum at least back toward the middle. So, um, do you, do you consider that now that you follow it so heavily? I mean, what do you think of just sort of the influence you guys were able to have, especially within the scope of this rivalry now that it's been, you know, 20 years? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, the, I think you develop a different kind of respect for the history of the program after you're part of the history of the program, right? You know, so you kind totally. of reflect and take a look back. And, you know, those guys that battled through the 90s, I mean, those guys wore a lot of pride and were the Bobcat football 
football program is now. And, you know, they never were able to kind of get over the hump and, and break the streak and, and feel like they could start climbing out of the hole. And, and as you look back, that that is kind of, uh, you know, how I would describe where we were. We were trying to get us to that next level up and making playoff appearances and being relevant in a national conversation again. And we, we never quite, you know, we didn't make a deep playoff run. We didn't quite get there, but, you know, you do – know that, you know, this thing doesn't happen overnight, right? And so um, credit to the guys that have come after us, continue to kind of move the ball forward, and then what Coach Vegan's doing and with the current program, I mean, those guys, you can just tell, you know, seeing social media clips and hearing the guys in interviews, uh, kind of the pride and expectation of the program right now, uh, seeing the stadium full, having gone back for a couple games in the last few years, uh, seeing facilities improvements. I mean, it's, it feels like a different deal than, than we were there 20 years ago. But um, for, the, for the sake of the rivalry, uh, you know, 10 and 10 over the last 20 years, I know, you know, the Grizz guys weren't happy to lose those 10. Bobcat guys, it's no fun to lose those 10 in the last 20 years. But, you know, if you can remove yourself from the emotion of it, that's a, that's a healthy place for the rivalry to be to really strong programs in the state right now. Um, you know, obviously, you just you're only as good as your last one, right? And so, <laughs> you want to be the guy that's got the bragging rights over your your uh, your friends, and you're not so friends in the maroon and silver over the next year. So, uh, you know, we're we're it all comes down to this spot. Uh, always does in the state of Montana. I know the I know the vibe. I know I, I even from afar I can. I can just, it's palpable what it feels like there leading up to this one. And it's as big as it's been in many years. There's a lot on the line here. And Coulter, I'm sure you guys have been talking about it all week long. Oh, we absolutely have. And I think that that's a, one of the, it's one of the coolest parts about this. And I also think that there's a certain dynamic where, like, so many times in this rivalry, like when you guys came to Missoula and won in 2002, for example, or, you know, when the, when the Cats came to Missoula and won in 2010, or when the Grizz went to Bozeman and won in 2011, it was like one team was trying to completely derail these runs that the other teams were having, right? Like, you guys beat the national champs and also snapped the streak, you know, where yeah, Daenerys McGee and those guys, they ended Montana's uh, 17-year playoff streak and denied them a Big Sky Conference after they'd won 12 in a row. Now, this one, it's huge ramifications because the winner gets the Big Sky title, no doubt. But the, I think the best part in terms of the health of the rivalry and also the prominence of football right now in the state of Montana is that the loser of this game is still going to be probably a top five or six seed in the SCS playoffs. So there's the, the prize, the end game, is so big, but the fallout is actually, actually less than it probably has been over the last 20 years. And I actually think that makes it uh, a completely unique one in the scope of maybe the 21st century editions of this game. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great note. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty darn uh, healthy place for uh, football in the state of Montana to be, where both teams are still talking about you know playoff seeding on the backside of this game that you know for so many other reasons over different years has had diff- a different kind of weight to it. So um, yeah, but I you know I, I can also tell you too um, you know that this is you know from years ago this was Montana's expectation was always. Uh, to be in there and get seeding and home field advantage in the playoffs. And, you know, in recent history, that's, that's exactly what the Bobcat mindset has been, too. That's, that's the level that the program has risen to. So guys aren't taking that lightly, right? I mean, you've seen it, uh, and we know both of these programs are just really, really tough to beat at home in the playoffs. And so you, you don't want to go on the road if you don't have to. I mean, once the playoffs start, it's a crapshoot, right? It's anybody's ballgame, and that's your mindset. But... 
the friendly confines of your home stadium makes a big deal, big difference uh, in FCS playoffs. So there's a lot on the line for these guys. And uh, <laughs> knowing that, you know, it makes it that much more fun for those of us watching from afar. Travis Lula joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, former Bobcat quarterback, part of our Brawl of the Wild by the Mile series presented by Town Pump. Town Pump all over the place in the state of Montana. Great place to get fueled up, whether you need gasoline or just some snacks for the road. Townpump.com. Sign up for their rewards program and get discounts on fuel and all food and drinks available at Town Pump food stores. Um, the the home field advantage, like you just mentioned, in the playoffs is so big. In this rivalry, it's been fascinating, though, too, because we've seen the road team have success in two of the most hostile environments in in all of the Big Sky and all of FCS football. You guys came in Missoula and won in 2002. What does it take from a player's perspective to sort of prepare to be on you know the, the opposing sideline when it is going to be such a hostile environment? Well, you know, um, there's there's some logistics to it, right, where if you're in your home stadium, you don't have to worry about crowd noise. You know exactly where your locker is. Uh, you know exactly where you're parking. Like, there's some comfort to it. So that's that's always a plus. But when you're going into a, uh, an away game like this, um, there's also, like, there's this moment where you go, man, like, it's us against the world. And that's kind of a fun thing. Uh, and it's a thing that can be a rallying cry, too, right? Like, you go in there and you know all of those fans, the other team. You, know, you I mean, you know the rivalry. You, uh, you've been there before. You feel it. So it is. it really feels like there's a little – now, there's a section of Bobcat people and then a handful scattered throughout. But you're in Grizz country. And so it's <laughs> it's just you and your guys in enemy territory. And so there, that, that can be a unifying thing. It, it, it can actually help kind of the, the focus um, be where it needs to be to play really well in those environments. So there, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Washington Grizzlies loud. I, I mean, I played professionally. I played in a lot of different stadiums, and my recollection of trying to call plays in Washington Grizzly on a, on a big third down moment, like, that's as loud as I can remember playing. So, you know, you have to be able to navigate that stuff, but if, if you can dial in all that stuff and peel all those layers back and look down on the field and one yard is still three feet and it's ten yards for a first down, it's the same game you've always been doing, so you kind of block out some of the pomp and circumstance of the moment, uh, rally around your guys, know it's you guys against the world. <laughs> and it's fun, man. That's that, There's something to that. No doubt. I, I love hearing that because it is a great perspective. All right, let's talk about this matchup. That I know you still follow the Cats quite heavily, and uh, there's so many different folds in this matchup. But, I mean, the number one thing that everybody's going to be watching has been what has been the key factor the last, I would say, six times that these two teams have played, I guess the last five times, over the last six matchups, including this one. And it's been the Bobcat run game versus the Grizz rush defense. The Bobcat run game in their wins, the five out of the last six, they've averaged 348 yards per game on the ground uh, against that Grizz defense. But the, the one that they lost, the last time they came to Missoula, they rushed for 41 yards and got completely stuffed. So uh, what do you think of that element of the matchup? What other key parts to this matchup do you see when you, you compare these two teams? Well, you know, I've said it for years and heard coaches just drill it down down my soul for years. So, you know, and uh, the big equalizers, it's always it always coming down to the bigger games, doing things, the simple things better, right? And so not turning the football over is always going to be a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. Uh, I know Mon- Montana State you got to tip your hat. I mean, the matchup starts with the offensive line, uh, the way those guys have been able to push a number of pretty physical teams around all year long. But you look at a game where they 
they struggled offensively in the first half at Idaho. They didn't convert a couple of third downs. Idaho maintained possession of the football. You're a running team. You're not built to play from significantly behind, right? And so I do think um, a little bit of early momentum uh, really goes a long way. I haven't seen uh, as much Grizz football on tape this year, but uh, obviously the the Montana State defense often gets overshadowed by the significant rushing numbers that they put up and the ways they do it. And I think the offensive staff at Montana State is actually pretty creative. You think sometimes you think of a rushing offense and you're like, oh, that's kind of boring ground and pound, but they do a really good job with misdirection. They use their personnel. Uh, it's it's really pretty nifty how they utilize their different personnel groupings uh, to create matchups on the edge. Uh, you have the two-headed monster of you know Tommy Mallott and Sean Chambers. It's it's actually pretty exciting to watch. I mean, from a guy who liked to throw the ball, played in the Canadian Football League, we, we threw the ball 70% of the time, right? So watching a running offense, you know, that's saying something when you say there's some excitement there. So um, that that's that's going to be the key thing. Um, it, you know, sometimes that there's a lot of momentum. There's always early push. There's the emotion of playing in your uh, you know, opponent's stadium. So if you can do something to quiet down a crowd early, that can actually carry a long way. So I'd say, um, you know, being able to start quickly, uh, being able to protect the football, sustain some drives, even if they're not, you know, even if you don't score touchdowns on your first three possessions, if you chew up some first downs, you can get some points on the board, you know, that that prevents the, you know, the disaster of an Idaho-type first half that could happen, right? So, um, so those are, the, those are the things I'll be watching. And then, you know, Mont- Montana's just gotten significantly better as the season's gone on. I mentioned this to you off air, but it looked like early in the season that was a very average football team. And by the end of the year, you're going, man, that, that, that team can really play. So, um, you know, all of it just adds up to the moment. So whoever plays clean football um, and gets a little bit of momentum early gives themselves a chance rolling into the second half. Great stuff. Travis Lule, former Bobcat quarterback, former Canadian Football League MVP here on Nuanas Now. Trav, good to hear from you, man, and uh, good luck with all the basketball, and uh, hopefully you can keep up with the game while things are rolling. But thanks so much for dropping by today. Oh, trust. We'll be dialed in. Uh, go Cats. We'll do a little the Grizz will win if, the Cats will win if on the other side. Only a few minutes left of one of the greatest weeks of the year. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Like a freight train coming your way. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Except for no app right now because the Grizz hockey team is playing on the app right now and all weekend long as well. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for tuning in all week long. If you missed anything, you still got time. You got time to catch up. We still got about, I don't know, 18 hours till kickoff. We had all sorts of coverage all week long. On the high school football state championships, all the way around the wide world of sports in Montana, but particularly and especially the rivalry game between Montana and Montana State. Kicks off at high noon tomorrow. First top five showdown ever between these two fierce rivals. And oh, by the way, the Big Sky Conference outright championship is on the line. You can find everything on the Nuanas Now podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. We'll be coming to you live from 9 until 11 a.m. tomorrow at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. It's our ESPN College game day. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Have fun. Celebrate the hard work of these young men. 
What a weekend it's going to be. We'll see you on Monday. Juan is now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home and uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on and it was really surreal it was a cool moment cool experience for sure uh, that's so cool you guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you but when people are looking up to you like they do I mean they think I mean you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana what's yeah. that like being a Montana kid um it's different for sure um you know growing up you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that but um you know it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids lives um you know, I just want to make sure uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.